We are on the air right here weeknights except Wednesday from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. You can also catch us on WGAI 5.60 a.m. on Sundays from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. You can email us at ehoskins at ehinc.co or call our office at 919-251-9243. Once again, that email is ehoskins at ehinc.co. Our web address is www.ehinc.co. Let's listen in. We are live. Welcome, everyone, to Talk Real Life. I'm sitting in for our um, amazing host tonight, um, Elliot. I'll be in the driver's seat. Um, of course, y'all know my voice. I'm comedian Big Lowe's. Um, You know, it's Thursday night. It's one-on-one with the bishop. So you know what that means. We're going to get into some things, and we're going to ask some questions that we have our honor bishop online that maybe we just need, need some answers to. And as always, I got my sidekicks, and we got the bishop on with us. Um, Bishop, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing out there tonight? Doing real good, real good. And also, as always, we got the um, multi-talented, always um, mouthy, um, <laughs> always has an opinion. Um, what else? I just run out of words when I'm talking about her. But you know, I have Kim with me. How you doing tonight, Kim? I am doing wonderful, Carlos. I am actually <laughs> enjoying all the wonderful things you've been saying about me. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> but we want to welcome our, everybody to the show. Um, and thank you for tuning in to Let's Talk Real Life. And like you said, um, we we'll always say, you know, we want you to definitely go to our website, which is www.dhinc.co, and check out. The nice things we have, first you will see our beautiful faces. I know you hear our voices all the time. But on there, you'll be able to put the voice with the face. And yes, Kim's, there's a face for Kim's voice. So don't get it confused. It's the female on the, um, page. Um, so, the only female on the show, so that's hers. So, uh, yeah. I hope you can match the voice with the face. But hey, also, Carlos while you're down the Carlos is one with the makeup on. Whoa. Hold on. That's professionally done makeup. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hey hey. Sometimes you got pull you know for the cameras. That's my professional shoot. It's called um, Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're there, definitely while you're on the website, please check out some of the things we have. Some products there. I know he has his book. He has wristbands. He has shirts. Um, sign up for the mailing list so you know what's going on. Let's talk real life. Also, the most important is a donation button. Uh, if you believe in where we're going, believe what's going on, donate to it. Um, support it. Support support what we're doing. Support what's going on because we're going to do some great things in 2014. And, you know, as always, we like to just welcome you to Let's Talk Real Life. Um, and I found, you know, we always go by the scripture. Um, I can't really recall it right now, so I'm going to paraphrase um, Basically, it says, the Lord says, uh, come now, let us reason together and let us talk about some things. So that's what we do on Let's Talk Real Life. And Thursday night is one on one with the bishop. So the bishop, um, he would discuss some off air, and I think we're gonna start off talking about that. Um, why is they so bishop? And I'm gonna get to Kim. Um, bishop, why is there a difference between um, white funerals and black funerals? And I've been to both. I've been to a number of different black funerals, and I've been to a number of different white funerals. And there's a big difference between the funerals. 
So the first one, we're going to talk about that tonight and see, can we kind of track down the difference, you know, because, you know, allegedly, we also be going to the same place. Allegedly, we all share the same God. But why is there a big difference between black funerals and white funerals? Fisher, what do you think about that? I'm going to have to say, and this is nothing based on academic research uh, per se, but there, <laughs> there's, there's a difference in our expression, especially in the house of the Lord, because the only place that the African could express himself freely was in church. And uh, there's another place, too, but we, we're, we're going to keep it to the question that you just asked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of times when we, the only time we were free was in, in the presence of, of those believers, and we could freely emote at, at a, at a, at a uh, funeral. And, mm. you know, uh, I just we just buried my uncle uh, this past week, and that that funeral was six hours long. He was a superintendent oh. in the Church of God in Christ, hmm. and that that was a marathon funeral. And uh, um, there was just some things that that were just disturbing. But at the same time, uh, my uncle is free. Here's the thing: um, there's just that that difference in culture in how in certain white funerals, um, that there's not that much emotion that is shown. Uh, and, the, you know, the difference is, is, you know, basically a cultural difference. We are going to the same place. But here's the other thing about it. Though we are human beings, we are different. <laughs> and we I are. We are different. We're same, but that's different. True. That's true. And I think that's where we've we've gotten so far with this multicultural, let's come together and, and, and let's be, you know, as one. We can be one and yet still be different. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It's that the fact is we're different. We we we, we sing gospel songs different. We, we have different tastes in music. We preach differently. You know, and even when you're, when, when there's, you're in a fully anointed, Holy Ghost-filled Pentecostal church, there's some nuances that just are different. Doesn't it's not better, just different. And our, our funerals are are definitely different uh, expressions. Now, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say now. See, Bishop gave the politically correct answer. Yeah, yeah. Now I know it. I know it. I'm going to give the non-politically correct answer. The reason <laughs> there's a difference between white funerals and black funerals is simply the fact that. White folks bury their dead the next day. Ooh. Black folks, we get mad because we got too much time to think about stuff. Because we don't bury yeah, our people yeah. for about a week or two later. It's like, you know what? I remember he owed me $50. Now you got to add that into the speech. <laughs> I remember when somebody <laughs> said that they was going to do this, and now it's like, you know what, Lord Jesus, uh, we need to just bury them quicker and get it out of the way because then we don't have a lot of time to think about. Kim? Kim? <laughs> Yes, sir. Funny y'all to, uh, well, to bring this up today. I work at a funeral home, and we noticed that the white funerals get so now, they are not burn them like they used to. They get so they now somebody down on Sunday, they burn them Thursday and Saturday and 1 and 2 o'clock funeral. And we can't figure out what's going on with that. Here lately, white funerals, they, they've been 
They ain't been buying them every three days. Used to be, they died Monday. They had to wait Tuesday. Wednesday they gone. But now they 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 kind of you know they kind of kind of a little slow now. Oh Lord, here we go. And then they have to wait for Pookie and them to get into Alaska. <laughs> you know, and you know, and and John Boy and John John, they often you know Iraq and they in the Navy and the and the Marine Corps and they got to come home. So you know, here's Uncle Bilbo. And, you know, an Uncle Bobo, they sitting up there waiting to be buried because they got to get everybody in. Mm. And that's the thing. It's like we have to wait. The only time we as a, a culture really, really get together is when someone de- has died. Yeah. And that's the sad part. And then we got to wait for everybody to show up. Exactly. And it's like, you know what, this is just way it's too be much. another 15 years before we get together. <laughs> <laughs> And look, I, the reason why I bring that up is because I'm a, I'm a going to I guess this going kind of transition is that sometimes when I see that and I look at it from a different perspective, I say you know some are emotional, some are not. But then I look at you, I say, well, to me it seems like um, some are prepared and others are not, because just like what Kim said. Um, I know some friends that are white. Their granddaddy died on Monday. Wednesday, they had a funeral, the Passover or whatever. Thursday, everybody went back to their life. Friday, they had a celebration. They were done with it because it wasn't no strain on the family. Now, I had an uncle that passed away on a Tuesday. We didn't get to his funeral until the next Tuesday. Did you know why? We had to gather money for insurance. Yes. Because he didn't have any. And just like what Bishop said, we had to wait for everybody to come in town. And and here's another thing. My aunt and my uncle almost got to fight me at the funeral. We will do that. <laughs> and it wasn't about it wasn't about my uncle who passed away. They got to fight over a childhood thing. They, they got to argue over. Wow. Mm-mm. And... And and like I said, Bishop, you're right. And I want to talk about this. You know, we are emotional, but sometimes are we emotional to a fault? Yes. Because Bishop, you said that thing was six hours. Yes. Now six. Now I don't know about you. Y'all help me. Six hours. That's a long time. That's that's like you know, if you was on the job, you know, that's <laughs> six six hours. Bishop, how do you feel about that? You know, did you do it? was that excessive, or you know, was it was it a good celebration? Well, it was it was a it was not because of the circumstances surrounding his death and you know the latter part of his life. It was not a good uh, celebration. It was some some remembrances, and and I, I think too it's because of the leadership that was actually in charge of the oh. Um, um, when you you know one of the most dangerous parts of funerals, which I'm not used to, is when you allow folks to have remarks. That's when I just oh. I get real scared. <laughs> <laughs> real scared because you know everybody's not believers and not, and not everybody's trained and not everybody has cooth or or class or etiquette. And so this is when they start blaming and pointing fingers at folks. But it was, I think, the good part with my uncle, it was a lot of people that got up and actually did celebrate my uncle. 
yeah. and did say some things, but where I would have cut it off was at the fifth person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the, the pulpit chairman didn't cut it off until about the 17th person. Mm-hmm. And it was beginning to be a marathon. And we were like, Lord, you know, would you please? So it was getting long to one of the, the, the uh, preachers behind me in the pulpit went up to the uh, pulpit chairman and said, you're going to have to stop this. So, oh, you for real? Yes, sir. Wow. Okay, I hold that note. The whole church, the whole church was going, I'm like, Lord, you know, and it was like forever. That took about two and a half hours, just people getting up to speak and say something over my uncle. Wow. Okay, hold that note. We're going to come back. We're going to take a break. Um, and I want to just give out the number for him to call in if you, you know, want to come in on this and want to ask some questions to the bishop or, you know, come and get on the conversation. The number is 252-435-2176, 252-435-2176, and give us a call and get in on the topic. And we're talking, we want to warn the bishop tonight. But we're going to, we're going to take a break. Our first song of the night is James Fortune, uh, Live Through It. So we're going to ask this song, we'll come right back and get right back into it.
Uh, yes, uh, yes. That was James Fortune. Live Jordan. You know, sometimes Bishop and Kim, I know sometimes we get bogged down with stuff and a lot of things happen. But I know my grandmother used to tell me, she used to say, son, just keep on living. As long as you can live through it, you'll be all right. You know, that's sometimes you just got to live through it. All right, so let's get back into this thing. We, um, we're talking about funerals and the difference between black and white funerals. So, uh, Bishop, you were saying something before we got, before we had went into the break about what the, um, pastor did. He had to actually go in there and, did you say he, he kind of interrupted the person that was going too long? Hello? I'm not sure if we have Bishop on the line. Bishop, hello? I think. Okay. Hi, hello. Hello? You there? Hello? Yeah. You there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. We can hear you now. Okay. What I was okay. saying was he had to actually be directed by one of the other ministers to uh, actually uh, to cut the uh, remark short. Wow. And it was like we were like, you know, really. You ever see it in a movie where the movie is too long? Mm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and there's certain things that you sitting on begin to hurt. <laughs> that, that, was, that was what was going on there. And they was like, look, man, we got to, you know, cut this short. And uh, then that's when, when it moved on because there were still resolutions and, and things that had to be read. So we have a different formula that, you know, I don't see in other, you know, um, memorial services, home-going services. Um, and like I said, that is the part that, you know, really makes me nervous as a as a minister, as a leader, as a bishop, is when they get to the point when they ask people to have words. Because you really, come on, you really don't know what somebody gonna get up there and say. Well, and and that's the thing when when we talk about the difference in culture, um, and, and I can just say from what I've experienced, and not within my husband's family, but just dealing with past formal family members. When why did we get mad at each other? They just pretend like their other person is dead. They just don't yeah. even. It's like they don't exist anymore. Yeah, we. As a black culture, we get mad, we do all our dirt, we say all our peace or whatever, but we still kind of, you know, hang out and be around our family members. But, I, I, you know, I've talked to several of my white friends, like, why don't you talk, call your sister or your brother or your mom or dad? He's like, well, they did this and this. I'm like, yeah, but that was 10, 15 years ago. You know, it's like, we y'all need to move on from that because exactly. if this person dies, all that you wanted to say, you won't be able to say it to their face. I mean, you can, but they won't hear you. But well, they, in a sense, they will. But it's just—it's like they don't allow themselves to just let things go as quickly, you know, between the two, you know, family members. So it's kind of kind of ironic when you mention that you have these remarks where people are allowed to speak their whatever piece, yeah. Bishop, and it's like, like you said, you don't know what you're gonna hear. <laughs> Kim and Bishop. Rubbing yeah. Kevin White. Now, he had it going on. He gets up. He said, okay, we're going to have remarks. First of all, if you're not on the program, don't ask to be on the program because you're right. not going to be on it. But damn, we're going to leave the space open. We're going to allow no more than 10 people. 
Now let me see your hand. Raise your hand. Who's going to be on it? You see, when I get to that 10, that's it. And then he, he said, now don't come up here at the last minute because don't embarrass me and embarrass yourself. And another thing, if you can't tell it all in two minutes, go back when everybody go home, go back to the grade and finish telling the brother because two minutes you're out. Um, <laughs> he said, when I stand up, if you're not finished, when I stand up, you just shut it off right in the middle. That's it. That's it. And buddy, <laughs> yeah, he said, "Don't embarrass me or embarrass yourself, cause you can't tell." Hmm. And another thing, preacher, if you got a remark, I'm doing the eulogy, not you. If they wanted you to do the eulogy, they would have called you. They right. called you <laughs> to do remarks. <laughs> now, if you're going to get up here with your remark and preach the funeral, I'm going to get right in the middle of your sermon and say, "Brother." They wanted me to do the user, not you. And they wanted you, they would have called you. If they didn't call you, they wanted me. Now, you do you understand that? Nobody mess around on Kevin White funeral. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, like I said, it's, you see the difference, and it's almost to the point where they're, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I guess I am saying what I'm saying, but they're more prepared and I, I guess that's what gives them the peace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, granddaddy's been fighting cancer for about a year now. His life insurance paid up. He already got the kids, stuff set away for them. Um, big, you know, grandmama gonna be alright. So it's almost in the world where, okay, we know he don't have to suffer no more. We, we believe in where he's going. We believe that we're gonna see him again. So is it, I mean, I went, I've been to three. And I, when I tell you, it was like, you, you could, you could drop a pen in there and you would hear it. It was just quiet, slow organ music playing. They, one person spoke. The, um, I guess the spokesperson for the family thanked everybody for coming. Uh, thank y'all for coming. Good night. An hour tops, we was out. Well, see, this, this would further explain why I attend the all white church. <laughs> <laughs> we get in, we get out. <laughs> There's a program to follow, and you stick with that. <laughs> There's no, anybody got a testimony? Oh, Lord Jesus, we're going to be here. <laughs> <Lord, Lord. laughs> and I think, you know, I, I think, you know, when we say a celebration, and, you know, and then when you look at, you know, you, we say celebration, here's somebody that's died. And then you look at the stages of grief. You have shock and denial, anger and depression, release and honor, and then return to love. But, you know, and then here's the thing. They don't all go in that order. Mm. You know, we can have shock and denial along with release and honor and then return to love. And then we go back to anger and depression. Then we go to release and honor and then go back into shock and denial. Mm -hmm. It is a vicious cycle. Yeah. That's true. We try to we try to address this all in the in the funeral, and that's never going to be, you know. Mm -hmm. Especially if the person dies, and it's you know really you know even if you're expecting the person to leave this earth, we really don't release them right away. Even if that's they been sick a long time, and you know it's going to happen, we mm -hmm. don't release it right away. And especially if it's yeah. shock, like somebody's had a tragic accident. Somebody, you know, like what I've had to deal with in these last couple of years when people have gotten shot in the streets here in Rockford, you know, 
and and I mean that that shock, and then you you want to bring comfort to the family. And and, and while we on it, while we on it, I see you get me on my soapbox. We can't preach <laughs> into heaven. Uh-uh. Some of them are going to hell. They're going to hell. Hey, come on. Wait, you know what? Mr. Please hold that. He, he, we he, had to he, top it out. He, and I swear, he's, he's up there looking down on us. He's up there looking down on us. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, he's hey, down. <laughs> you know, we're going we, we to top it out. We're going to take a break. Um, Only one ain't up there Mr. looking at the man killer. The man killer. <laughs> he ain't up there looking at us. But anybody Mr. else. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right, okay. We go. We gonna take this break. We we gonna get right back because I was just getting ready to go there. But he's up there looking at you. He's up there, Carlo. <laughs> he can get me out there drunk. Take a drug or two. He's up there looking down on us. I said, Michael, he's up there. Ain't nobody never down there, but they all up there. I don't care what they done. He already up there. Okay. Look at they, they ain't sent look in the church hell in their life. Look it up to the sky. <laughs> All right. So, so we're going to take, take a break, y'all. When we come back, we're going to get right, right back to that part of it also. But I want to give out a number one more time. It's 252-435-2176. 252-435-2176. We want to hear from you tonight. If not, you can log on to Facebook and Let's Talk Real Life. You can join the group. You can post a comment there, or you can email us, or you can um, tweet us also. So we get ready to take a break. When we come back, we get ready to play a song. We'll get right back into that. Um, about uh, some people lying at the field about where, where they think the person is going. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Day is almost nine. And I don't want to lose this fine snow. Lord, I want to be able to 
All right. Yeah. All right. We we back for the second half of Let's Talk Real Life in the Thursday night, and it's one on one with the bishop. Before we end the break, um, tonight's topic we talking about the difference between you know, funerals, home going celebration. We got to the point, bishop, where we renamed it. You know, so I guess by renaming that gives us an excuse to make it longer uh, for some odd reason. Uh, but we talk about like why is there a big difference between white funerals and black funerals? And we just got to some topics tonight. Um, and and right before the break, Bishop got into something that I want to discuss. Um, we're there to celebrate someone's life or to lay them to rest. Um, and I don't know why we do this. And I think it's, I, I think it grieves the Holy Spirit. I think, I think it don't please God uh, for some reason. And I could be wrong, Bishop. You can, you know, you correct me or whatever, but when we get up there and we assume that they're looking down on us as if they've already made it into heaven, and we know as far as their whole life, we don't want to judge it, but we know for their whole life. Does that make it? <laughs> but we know for their whole life, they've been on the other side. Of those church doors. So, Bishop, why do we do that? Because, like I said, I've never seen it in a white funeral. It, hey, it might happen. But I've never seen it because in a white funeral, there's only two people talking. Is the person officiating the funeral and is the spokesperson for the family. Right. That's it. Now, Bishop, why do we do that? Why do we automatically assume we say they're, you know, going to a better place? I mean, I do we, I can't do we making ourselves feel good, but sometimes we put, you know, but isn't it not really being honest and being truthful? Well, look, 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 Carlos and Tim, let me ask you a question. Who's the funeral for? Ooh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, I thought it was for the, 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 the remainder living family. That's who it's for. It's for those, because really this person has lived its life, his life. Mm-hmm. Her life. They've lived their life, so they can't hear nothing we saying. Um, so really what we're doing is trying to offer comfort to the family. Here's the problem. You can't, you know, and, and this is how I've, I've done it, you know, as, and I, that's one of the most, uh, egregious parts of my job as a pastor is to have to do a, uh, a, a, a homegoing celebration. And here's the thing. <clears throat> if I've known their life like the one that I had to deal with, uh, the latter part of uh, last year when the young man got shot down the street from my house. And uh, mm. they were sitting over, I read his obituary, and I'm like, oh, my God. He liked to roll out with his with his buddies. He was a, a gangster disciple, and they put in his obituary that his mantra was ride or die. Well, he died mm. after riding. So he rode and he died mm. that night. And they was like, well, he's up there, and we want to celebrate the life. I'm like, what do you celebrate? When a 21-year-old boy is shot in the streets, what are we celebrating? And he's up there. No, he ain't up there. <laughs> he never darkened the door of a church. You know, he's partying and, you know, going out, shooting people and doing all that stuff. Where is he right now? I mean, as Christians, we believe that he didn't make it in, and he is somewhere between the grave and the judgment throne. 
Yeah. But, waiting his but, turn to be judged. Yeah. But Bishop, we can come yeah. back and say, now, how, how do you know who goes to heaven and who goes to hell? It, 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 it's not your call. It, it's God. I, <laughs> I said he's somewhere between the grave and the judgment throne. Oh. I, I didn't say he went to hell. <laughs> now that's, that's a difference. There okay. is a difference. He, but that's judged. the question when you, if you were to approach someone who you, you're doing a, a eulogy for and you know they weren't living for God, I mean, do you stand there and say they are in heaven when you know they haven't and so the how people... I do it, and this is how you know what, what I'm thinking. If you ever went, unless God forbid we ever have to meet together as a, at a funeral, but based on their life, I will not put that person in heaven. I will preach the sermon. I will give the scripture about us to be, you know, absent from the body as a believer. I will talk as a believer. I will say, as a believer, we believe that to be absent from the body is to be present in with the Lord, present with the Lord. But if you are not a believer, then I will never say that this person made it into heaven. Don't do it. I will not do it. Um, I will offer comfort uh, to the family, and then I will present an opportunity for those family members, because really, you got their attention. You really got a captive audience at a funeral. I will present the gospel, and I'll ask everybody to pray a prayer with me. And people will sincerely pray the Lord, the, the believer's prayer with me. I've done this a lot of times. At one point, you know, it, it, it's really, you know, a, a good evangelistic tool. Although I hate, you know, if I'm going to preach, I'm going to preach the gospel and give somebody the uh, uh, the ability the opportunity to accept Christ into their heart right there. But insofar as putting that guest of honor in hell, I'm not going to do it. Uh, mm. If they raise hell, pretty good chance. <laughs> <laughs> They're down there, you know, <laughs> working it out. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, that's, and I mean, we... We pretty much know I can answer that intellectually, intelligently. If they, they lived a life and they did not accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, they're in hell. That's how we know it. Mm. Okay, but I would not burden the people there at the funeral with that answer. You know. Okay, that's good. You, know, you, that's you good. have to, you have to really, cause who's the funeral for again? It's for those that remain and you have to offer words of comfort because really, what are they thinking? They might not be thinking at the front of their mind, but in the back of their mind, they're looking at that coffin, and you sit up there, and, you know, there's people that got up there before you said, you know, we all got to leave this place somehow through this door, through the same way he's going. So yeah, gotta, that's true. Huh? You're right. That's true. That's true. And so now you got to put the mind on where really the, the question is, is it heaven or hell? You know, what is, it, what is, what is it? Do you, where are you going? Where are you going to spend eternity? Oh, now that brings it real close to home. I don't care how many gospel songs you know by heart. <laughs> that is true because the bottom line is, like you said, when you're standing there and you're preaching to them, and in the back of their mind, they know that this person was not living a, a life to glorify God. They're thinking, now I could walk out this door and die today. Exactly. And it's happened. It's happened at a church that I went to in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, and fortunately, these people were ready. They went from a funeral, from two funerals, as a matter of fact, and they were heading back home. And somebody died. I mean, they, they lost three people in that week. 
Mm. He drove from Tulsa to Dallas. And on the way back from Dallas, somebody got killed in a car accident. No, somebody died. And then after that funeral, somebody got killed in the accident. All in the same family. All, I mean, first cousins, that close. Wow. You see? Wow. So it can happen like that. We pray that it never does, but we don't take anything for granted. We don't take this life for granted. That's true. And you, you, you gotta be, we have, this is when we really gotta be truthful. And we get up there and we put them all in heaven. You know he was a gangster disciple. You know he was a hellraiser. Mm. So I'm like, stop that. Let's tell the truth again. Let's be the church. Let's, let's tell the truth. Let's keep, like, as we do on this radio program, let's keep it real. Let's talk real life. Tell it like it is. <laughs> you know Junebug didn't make it in. <laughs> just because just Junebug was your cousin <laughs> and you prayed for him, Junebug didn't make it in. Basically, he's like, man, y'all crazy. I ain't going to church. Bunch of hypocrites yeah. in the church. Uh-uh. Hey, Bishop. Yes. Robin Cabin White says... <laughs> If he just get up there and don't say nothing and just go to preaching, that's enough to answer your question. <laughs> you know how some preachers get up there and say, that's what I'm saying, right. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend Calvin White. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's it right there. Just start preaching. Don't say, he, well, he's in a better place. Well, hell is not a better place. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, but the thing is, if you're giving words of comfort to the remaining family members, I mean... You want them to feel like they, their loved one is not being tormented because they live such a hellish life on earth and you want them to feel like that they've, they may have somehow escaped by the skin of their tooth and, and entered in the gates of heaven. I mean, cause you know, like you said, there's so many levels of, of grieving. You got anger, you got sadness, you got depression, you got disappointment, you got, you know, it's like, so you don't want to compound that. Well, you can That's do it true. like this. You say, if he prayed the sinner's prayer, Lord, I come to you a sinner. I accept you into my life. Then he's in heaven. You can give hope that way. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. You can give the That's hope true. that way. If he's done thus and so. By the way, do you want to make sure that you want to make it into heaven? Then pray this prayer with me. You see that segue? Mm-hmm. Yep. You see? And there's, there's the comfort, because Jesus says that I will not leave you comfortless, and blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. What comfort can you give of grieving family than the fact that they can make it eternal life? Because really, you're thinking about death. Here's a point right here. Which way do you want to go? Now, it's more, it is so dismal if you're an atheist, because that's it. <laughs> this that's is it. You know, if you're an atheist, there's no hope. And the Bible yeah. says, we do not sorrow as others sorrow, having no hope. Yeah, and so there's those words of comfort. We, why, do, why don't we? Because we're going to live again. Mm-hmm. You see. All right, so, hey, all right, hold, hold that thought with that. We're going to take um, another break. Um, we're going to play, you know, another song. And I think the song is for Sneed, Lay It Down. So when we come back from the break, um, we'll get right back into it for the last 15 minutes of this past of the show, but definitely give us a call at 252-435-2176 or um, check us out on Facebook and you can actually leave your questions there or comments. But we'll get into, take a little break and we'll come back after the song and then finish up the show. Thanks. And, and Carlo, before we lay it down, Bishop, 
and, and what get me when the time to view if anybody here is not saved come on up now and all Pookie and all his friends go up every time you have a young person funeral and you don't see them no more after the funeral to the next funeral I'm laying it down I believe that God is going to work a miracle in your life by the end of this song no matter what situation you find yourself in right now just know that all you have to do is leave it at the feet of Jesus my brother and my sister listen All of your pain, lay it down, lay it down. All of your heartache, all guilt and shame, lay it down, lay it down. The Bible says, Cast your cares upon him, he'll hear your call. Lay it down, lay it down. Promise. Promise he will never leave.
mean, that's kind of appropriate for what we're talking about, funeral, you know. Um, when it's your time to lay it down. And what we got into a little bit before about, um, you know, when you know the person that's in the casket has lived a life that we, that we know has not been reverence to God and has not been subject to God and he has not accepted Christ in his life, why do we as people try to preach them or shout them or um, speak in tongue them or lay oil on the casket them into heaven? Um, and Bishop, I got a question for you. This, this is my question, and I want you to, I mean, I, I'm, I asked this question myself. Um, okay, Pookie, Pookie gets shot. Um, he been with gang all his life, never accepted in church, never did anything. You know, he's just been wilding and shot three or four people his lifetime, just did, just wilding. He gets shot. And his last breath, um, he said, you know, God forgive me. Um, I want to accept you into my life. And, and you know, they, he prayed a sinner's prayer right before he take his last breath. Now, um, does that get him into the pearly gates for, to what, for what you believe? I just, I'm just throwing that question out there. That is so interesting that you ask that question because I've 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 struggled with uh, a scripture where Jesus says, you know, all that call me Lord, Lord shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And in, in Matthew, the 25th chapter, it says, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. Huh. And and the, the thing is, is that, you know, people have lived their lives that way. Uh, Elliot and I had a shipmate. That, you know, we, a lot of people start getting saved on our ship, on the USS Fanning. And, uh, this guy, Brooks, said, you know what? You don't have to get saved. Just wait till your last dying breath and call on Jesus. Uh-uh. You see? And, you know, I think, you know, if he's earnest and depending on what his circumstance is, that maybe that he had a visitation, maybe he had a praying grandmother, maybe he had a praying mother, I would hope that he does make it in. But I think that scripture came alive to me as I've been studying it, where it says, depart from me. I never had a chance to be intimate with you. Now you're calling on me. Now God's not like us. Let me say that. So the, the question is, I really don't know if he makes that. The, the, the answer to that question is, I really don't know. Uh, we, You know, it's not a cookie-cutter uh, question. Some people will be like, okay, I'm going to try you now. <laughs> Here it is. Your your breath is ebbing out. Your your blood is is leaving out, and then you call on Jesus. I would hope that the Lord would have mercy on him, because here's the biblical principle: the thief at the cross. Is uh. a thief at the cross, and he says, "Lord, remember me when you go on." He didn't even ask for him to take him with him. He said, "Lord, just remember me." He said, "Look at it. This day, this day, you're gonna be with me in paradise." So it's, it depends upon the heart of the person that's praying the sinner's prayer. If he's doing it like a magic, throw it up there. You know, Buddha, Jesus, God, Hebrew God, like Ricky Bobby, help me, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. <laughs> help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> if he's going out there, no, he's not going to make it in. But if he's sincerely repentant and he realizes yeah. the error of his way, I have to believe that God is merciful enough to say, yes, come on in. See, now, Bishop, you just made a whole lot of people mad. Now, yeah, yeah. Because they're, 
they don't being ratchet all their lives, and I don't yeah. been walking a straight and narrow, trying to do everything right, turning another cheek, laying hands, praying, not eating, fasting, and you gonna tell me Pookie get shot, don't live a life of God knows what, and he said, Lord Jesus, forgive me, accept me as your, and he goes to heaven. See, I got a problem with your God right now. Okay. But then, you know, yeah. when Jesus told the story about the people that came at the beginning of the day, and then here's somebody that comes in at the end of the day, and they get to pay the same thing. See? Now, to tell you the truth, I honestly don't know. I would have to think. But here's that, that scripture again, what has been coming to me. If you've been raising hell all your life, and you've been putting this off, I, you know, I kind of believe that I have to stand with that scripture. I'm not flip-flopping now. I'm just saying, this came to me last week as I was driving down there to my uncle's funeral. He says, I, I never had a chance to be intimate with you. You know, many, <clears throat> of, many people are, have, have banked on that. I ain't going to church. I'm, I'm having too much fun. And at the end of their life, they're thinking, hey, I'm going to make it in. All I have to do is say Jesus. Here's the problem. Some people might not have the chance, like Pookie have, to even speak Jesus' name. That's what I wanted to say, Bishop. I wanted, you know, I only, I didn't want to break in because Elliot will tell me, who showed this? And then, you know, he don't want to pay for it. But you are so right. I went, 2005, I went to Las Vegas, Nevada. And before I got off the plane, I had a, a heart attack. And the whole time I was in the hospital, when I was on, you know, I, only thing I was trying to get with my breath, I didn't, you know, take time to say, Lord, I knew I might be coming, forgive me. You be, when you something like that happen, uh, you just be so concerned of trying to catch your last breath or trying to do something that you don't, you don't even think about praying at that minute. I mean, you know what I'm talking right. about? If you, if you got terminal cancer or something, that's different. Yeah. But if you get shot, Come on. And you don't know what hit you or get in a car wreck. You ain't gonna have that time. Uh, right. you, you see what I'm saying? And but right. another thing, I ain't preaching, Elliot. But I was hearing Bishop. But you know, I, and I wouldn't say it could be discussed in Bible study when God knows your heart. Yeah. He knows if you're lying. Or he knows He knows your heart. But at the same time, you answer the question with. It's just like the job you go on now, Carla. When you go to a new job, you're not going to get the job that I got. I've been there for 28 years, and I'm walking around looking at you working. Everybody ain't going to have the same job. Now, there got to be some jobs in heaven that somebody don't want to do. You might. <laughs> you, you, I mean, come on. Now, you might be there. You might be there. But there are jobs that you don't want. You know, you got to work your way up. Now, you've been bad all your life. And here I go, been saving, doing everything I can, and you got the same. Everybody ain't gonna have the same job, that you know. So you got to be some jobs in heaven that somebody don't want to do, but you dare. That's all that matter. But some people just banking on if I can just get to heaven. I don't, That's what I'm I don't talking care about. if I can. If I gotta shine the streets that paved with yeah, gold or made with gold, I'll do that. Just let me get there. Believe me not. I believe some job that somebody. I don't care whatever job you're doing. Somebody ain't gonna want to do all the jobs. There's a job that somebody ain't going to want to do, and you could because you made it. So who's going to make it because it's a job that nobody else ain't going to want, so he'll be the one to do it. But, you, you know, like you said, Pookie got to, if, if Pookie lived that life, Pookie going down just like the life he lived, and, and he going down in a flash. 
He going hey, when they start the shooting, he gonna be running, trying to duck the bullet. He, you think he gonna take time and say, Lord, forgive me? No. But then the Pookie giving life to the Lord and have time to start going to church and changing life. God knows his heart. That's true. And you know, I think we're we gonna be like next door to Medea outside with a tent looking <laughs> at the pearly gate. Oh, oh, oh. Did you say Medea? Uh oh. Yeah, well, I'll call if he didn't say something about Tyler Fair. I could be. Whoa. I'm afraid for her to have a house outside the pearly gate so she can watch it <laughs> Oh, my gosh. This has been a very, very good show. We come to the end of our show, man. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to Let's Talk Real Life uh, with Thursday Night One on the Bishop. We had a very, very enlightening and, and and entertaining conversation, but for all our listeners, don't let the conversation stop here. Continue the conversation in your homes and your families. And, and, and on a serious note, you know, if every family, you know, y'all sit down and talk about that. Are you prepared? If you know grandma up in age, is she prepared? Get her stuff together so you don't have to have these problems, so you don't have to have these issues when it's time for her to be laid to rest. Because the last thing people need is somebody fussing over the body. Um, trying to figure out who get what and whatever. Um, get y'all a will. You know, have everything planned out. If you don't know, get some get some white friends and ask them how they do it. Hey, that's what I did. <laughs> so you know but well, we wanna thank y'all for tuning in and let's talk real life, man. But one on one bitch, I wanna thank Bishop for being on the show, always enlightening and just being there answering all the questions. Uh I guess we have to thank Kim because she was here too. So, uh-huh. you know. Thank you, Kim. But we appreciate you for tuning in. You know, and I'm I'm your host, as always, comedian Big Lowe's fan. And just continue to follow Let's Talk Real Life. Um, Definitely go check out the website, www.ehinc.co, and just continue to follow us. And I want everybody to do this. On tomorrow, you have a blessed day on purpose. Good night. I'll see what you want I'll be right for that one minute. I'll be with you. Thank you for listening.